Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Ashley, and welcome to a brand new episode of Just Say It, Ashley, the podcast. I hope you all have had a really good day. So today is a story time about when I worked at the Word Network under Robin Manugian. Before I even get into this story time, let me just say that the reason I'm sharing this is because before I created a platform for myself, I never had my own voice. I never had a voice. And everybody I interacted with had a voice. You know, they was able to tell they side of shit to everybody, but I never had that opportunity. I didn't think I had to, and I still don't feel like I have to, but I feel like it's important for people to share their truth, to share their side, you know, if you can. So that's what I'm doing. And I thought I would start my very first story time and I'm going to be uploading more story times on my channel because there's a lot of other shit that I need to address. But I wanted to start with this. Um, in 2015, I was in this stupid, horrible, toxic, crazy ass relationship with my son's father. Um, I talked about this on previous episodes. They're not on here, but anywhere you can listen to podcasts, just search. Um, just say it, Ashley, and my other episodes will come up. But I was in this relationship and January of 2015, um, I used to go to this store in my area and this, this one lady, um, said to me, I like your makeup. You should go work with my makeup artist. And she works for channel seven. I didn't think nothing of it because I didn't, I had went to school for makeup for a couple years prior to this, but I was in a weird space in my life. Like I said, I was in this abusive relationship. I also had just had a baby the year before my son was one years old at the time. And so I was really trying to figure out where my purpose and passion was. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, January this girl suggests for me to go work with Robin Manugian that worked for channel seven and the word network and blah, blah, blah. And like I said, I didn't really think I could, but then in February, um, my son's father either said or did something to really like hurt me, which he always did. No, nothing new, but he did. Um, but this particular time really lit a fire under my ass and just made me want to shit on him. Like, so I wanted to do something big. I wanted to do something that was, that fit me. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I'm a Capricorn. I go after big jobs. Like, you know, I'm a social climber type shit. I, I want to be on the world stage type shit, whatever. Um, so I summoned up the courage to go see Robin Manugian at her shop. That's literally not that far from me in February. First of all, let me say, I picked a hell of a day to go because it was cold as shit outside. Okay. It was super cold outside. And I remember by the time I got to her shop, y'all, first of all, I walked because I didn't want my son. I didn't have a car at the time. And I didn't want my son's father to drive me because he just always made me feel so shitty that I didn't want to go in there looking like I just, my puppy just died or something, you know? So I wanted to go in there with a good attitude. I wanted her to know, like, 
I deserve the opportunity that, that I'm about to come in here and ask for. So anyways, I walk up there. It's so fucking cold that by the time I got there, the tops of my thighs, y'all, were burning. It was so cold, I felt like I was burning. I don't know if you know what that feel like, but if you've ever been, you know, in the winter seasons or ever experienced that, then you know it get that fucking cold to the point where it feels the opposite. But anyways, that's how I felt. So I get there, I go get a manicure because I felt like, let me go get a service or whatever. And um, I wait for her to be free. I'm kind of watching Robin Manoogie and she finally comes in her shop. I'm kind of watching to see how she is. I'm like, okay. And I'm kind of trying to figure out in my head what I'm about to say to her and how I'm going to approach her and all this stuff. And I was so nervous. I thought she, I loved her look. I was so like just nervous, but I was like, oh my God, that's who I need to be working with. It was something about her look. So I go to her and I go up to her after I get my manicure. I go up to her and I say, hey, my name is Ashley. I do makeup. I'm looking for a job. You know, I probably said way too much, a little bit more than that. But I let her know I was desperate for the job. And um, and I think she knew I had walked up there and everything. And so she ended up like kind of assessing my like overall appearance and shit. And she didn't ask me to work in the shop, in her shop. She asked me to be her personal assistant at the Word Network. So obviously, I was very grateful for this opportunity. Um, I was just like excited was an understatement. I, I felt like. Yes, this man back at my place, my son's father, he he says I'm not shit. You know, in my head, I'm thinking as I'm walking back home, all that shit you said about me, somebody believe in me. Somebody think I'm worth something. You know, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Um, And so I go back home. I'm like, I got the job, you know, and I'm all happy and shit. A couple of days later, she picks me up for my first day to go work at the Word Network. Next thing you know, y'all, I was working for every gospel artist I had ever grown up listening to, uh, up and coming artists, activists, politicians, you name it, y'all. I worked for everybody, prophets, everything. I mean, I've seen incredible stuff. I overheard crazy conversations. It was very exciting to an extent. Um, but Nevertheless, it was definitely a dream job and a very magical experience, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. But um, let's continue. So a year into me working there, um, a woman named Sandra Riley, her name Evangelist Sandra Riley, or however you want to you know, refer to her as, um, Sandra Riley, um, she's really sweet, whatever. I don't I don't know her personally like that, but back then, a year into me working there, she asked she hit me up on Instagram and asked me to do her makeup. Asked me how much I charge. Um, I told her I only charge fifty dollars flat, like just fifty dollars, you know. And I was only doing I actually I was doing her makeup and whoever she had on the show. And all I was charging was fifty dollars. I'm like, you know, can you just you know, throw me that. So that's what happened. So I had continued to do this show for two years, this daytime show for two years. And 
in between that time, other people from the Word Network that I would work with at night, they would hit me up in my DMs and ask me to do their shows. Um, Bishop Greg Davis and uh, there's another person. I cannot remember her name, but I love her. She's always been very sweet to me. There's another evangelist. Um, her name start with a V. Um, her and her beautiful daughter, you know, they would hit me up, ask me to come up there, do the makeup, and I would do it. And um, I have been doing this for two years. My third year working there in March, uh, me and Robin just so happy. I don't know if I was set up for this shit to happen, y'all, or what. I'll let y'all make that determination after listening to this. But one day, um, actually a month before I had set up my own LLC, because I wanted to work up under my own name because Robin really wasn't giving me much opportunity outside of the shows at the Word Network. I had a child to feed and I needed more work and I wasn't getting it. She had black clients at her own personal shop, all type of shit, but never really had me there. Never asked me to do shit until like like a Halloween where it was like anyways, though. but she didn't really give me a lot of opportunity. So I jumped at these opportunities because I needed to feed my baby and I was in this abusive relationship. So I was like, fuck that, you know, I need this. And as long as it's not, I'm not doing nothing wrong, it should be okay. Robin Manugian was the first person I had worked up under as a makeup artist. So I didn't really know like how you go about things, but I figured if I'm not working with you on this day and I also have my own shit going on, if somebody asks me to do makeup, I'm going to do makeup. Flat out. But like I said, this one day in March, my third year there, our times got crossed and she happened to be there at the same time as me um, when I was there again doing Sandra Riley's makeup. So I happened to see Robin across the hall. I had a bad feeling, but I don't know why. I didn't really know why. Right. I mean, so I'm like, let me go and just give her a hug and say hi and let her know I'm here. Because to me, I credited her as to why anybody knew who I was. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like out of respect, let me go give her a hug and say hello. And just, you know, and and let RJ say hi. My son, sorry, let him say hi to her and all this stuff. So she did not look at my son. She barely looked at me. Um, and when she did, it was a very evil look in her face. I saw the Gemini jump out of her. And um, she happened to be there doing the owner of the channel, Kevin Adele, his wife. She happened to be doing his her makeup. And so she looks at her and says, oh, she is so fired. As if she had control over my motherfucking future. Oh my God. I was so, it was so funny. I was pissed off that some white woman thought she had control over what my future looked like because she was upset that I had actually gotten opportunities outside of her. So I caught the biggest, the uh, biggest attitude y'all. So I took my son, walked out the room. The reason my son was there is because I didn't have a babysitter this particular time. And he's really, he was, he's a good kid. So he really wasn't no issue, but um, I had to bring him with me. And she did that shit plenty of times, but I guess it's okay for white people, but whatever. Um, moving on. So 
So, yeah, so uh, I take my baby. I finish up my job and shit. I could tell she had a fucking problem. And I was like, all right, well, I'm pretty sure after today I'm not fucking with her. And that's because I don't want to. Okay. So then she follows me down the hallway and I seen her, but I kept walking because I was pissed. I'm like, I know damn well you didn't look at another bitch and tell her my motherfucking job was over because you felt like it. You don't have no control over me. You know what I'm saying? So I kept walking. But then um, at some point she caught up with me and I turned around, you know, and she she didn't fire me, but she took my keys as if she owned me, owned me anytime I walked through those doors. So I'm like, hold up. What the fuck? I'm not even working with you today and you don't own me 24-7 and you don't own the Word Network. What the fuck is this? You know? So anyways, I gave her my keys and um, I guess because I was so young at the time, I did think she had that power over me. I thought she did. I didn't know that if somebody else was to ask me to come there and do makeup, it wouldn't have been a problem. I didn't know that. And so... I just felt like she fired me. I guess I'm done there, you know. Um, so I took it kind of hard. I was very upset. And people didn't know what I was internally struggling with. I was, like I said, I was in this very abusive relationship. And this job was my saving grace. It was what was giving me the confidence to look to look at myself and say, I can leave. At some point, I can get out of this. These people think I, I actually matter. They think something of me I can leave this fucked up relationship I don't have to let this man continue to punch me in my face and belittle me and treat me like I ain't shit this job is showing me that I'm better than that you know what I'm saying and so long you know so whatever shit shit was over with I took it hard um later on that day Robin Manugian sent me all these horrible messages saying don't bite the hand that feeds you she sent out a mass message to everybody that comes to the world network saying you know if you want makeup done you must go through robin nobody else and it didn't it was just crazy i was like what in the entire fuck you know why is she so upset that little old me is getting any opportunities and i was only charging like 50 dollars at all and i would bring my own makeup my own shit never touched her shit like she didn't even know I was doing anything for like two years so like I and that's the thing I could see if it was two weeks but it was two years of nobody saying that it was a problem for me to be doing my own thing and I what the fuck I don't see what the problem was but but yeah so um one the last message she sent was don't bite the hand that feeds you that shit pissed me off because I was living real good before I even met this woman. And I really was, I was, let me tell y'all on some real shit. Robin Manugan was paying me $25 a night while she charged a hundred an hour. Okay. Do the math on that. My black ass was up in there for hours doing makeup with her. And I would only make $25. Mind you, I didn't have a car at the time. I also had a child and it costs me more sometimes to lift to like, you know, get a lift up there or an Uber 
there and back home. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, she actually thought she was putting food in my mouth. Like the, the nerve, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, are you kidding me? So I told her to keep her last check. Y'all might not agree with that, but I, it was my pride. I'm like, you got me fucked up lady. You can take that check and shove it up your ass. So I said, keep the check and don't ever contact me again. And I do not want to ever be associated with you. I don't want our names connected. So that's what happened. I sent her that message and then I blocked her ass. And that was it. And I was 2020. You know what I'm saying? And since then, I went through so many dark moments um, from leaving that job and just having somebody justify why they fired me and lying on me and really sitting back and noticing how many people was actually against me. And. I was there because I was just a passionate young woman, just genuinely wanting to do makeup. Also, I'm a burn survivor. So doing makeup for me was my way of making other people feel beautiful because I knew what it felt like to not feel beautiful. And I understood how much pressure these people had on them before they went in front of a camera. And so I I really was passionate about my job. But more importantly, it was the connection I gained with people that really fueled me to be there. It wasn't just the makeup. It was just the the feeling of making these people feel good about themselves and being able to share my own experience with them when we would talk, you know. Um, and so, but in my heart, I would always wish that I was the one going out on stage, whether I was singing or speaking about something important, because I had a I was I had a lot to say. I had went through a lot of stuff. I had I felt like I deserved a platform like all these other people that was coming to the World Network. But I never said it, though, and I never acted like it. I was very humble. I was always very sweet and very professional. I was always early as shit and always left late. Okay, so I love the job, but I wasn't going to allow not, you know, no disrespect to you white people. I'm not, I ain't ain't got no issue with y'all, but my thing is I wasn't going to allow this white woman to think she had that much control over my life. Okay, because I had seen so many red flags before that moment even came. It was just like. It was just enough is enough. I had to walk away. I had to break free and let her know I will walk away from all of this shit before I let somebody think that they have control over me. I deal with that shit enough at home. You feel me? So I was like, no, fuck that. So, um, so yeah, that's what happened at the Word Network. That is why I don't work there no more. I started to get my own opportunities. I had a white employer. She didn't like that shit. End of story. Is that's literally the facts. There's nothing more and nothing less. It's not like I went in there stepping on her toes. It's not like I was better than her. I don't have an issue with the word network. They didn't do anything to me. It was her, her alone. It was just a woman on a fucking power trip. And the saddest part was the feeling of being blackballed afterwards. Y'all... <laughs> Firstly, you got to imagine how it feels to just be like this, this chick from Michigan, right? I'm, you know, young as hell, 
doing makeup for like professionally for three years and already felt blackballed. I'm like, the fuck? I ain't even been in this shit long enough to be blackballed. What did I even do? You know, that was that serious. But I couldn't find no more makeup work. Motherfuckers stopped working with me as if it actually was going to stop me from paying my bills. That was funny because it didn't stop shit. Um, I don't even care about any of those people no more. And it brought the only and the other reason why I'm sharing this story is because if you've ever gone through an experience where people thought that if they stopped fucking with you, your bag was going to stop or your life was going to shut down. Let me tell you something. When one door closes, a big ass door opens. A big ass window opens, however you want to word it. The shit opens up. Okay. And for me, I finally got to a place where I found something that I like to do. And that's speaking. I always wanted to have that microphone in my hand. Whether I'm singing or speaking, I always wanted to do that. And I finally made a platform for myself where I can share my perspective, my point of view, what I've gone through, my lessons. I can empower other people and do all those things that I thought I could do at the Word Network underneath another bitch. I could do it on my own. And I and for that, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that. That experience broke me and made me all at the same time. I'm grateful that people judge me, stop fucking with me, discredited me, all of that. I'm grateful for it because it brought me to a place where I found out, oh, I don't even fucking need them. I was good the whole time. I'm still good now. I'm living good. I feel good. I look good. It's like, and motherfuckers know my name now. People know my name. They know who Ashley Elysian is. You feel me? So never give up on your dreams. Never stop going after what you want. Always find another lane. If one door closes, you bust down another one. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that with y'all because, like I said, it was my time to share my side of the story, what really happened. And, yeah. So I hope you enjoyed this story time. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at just say it, Ashley, and tune into my next episode. Until next time, y'all be brave and always have faith. Peace.